do need some help reading some Bible verses. So I'm just going to go in the order that you are on my screen. Um, Elizabeth, can you find John 15, 16? Sandy, John, uh, Sandy Stone, John 8, 33 through 34. Sarah, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. Kristen, Mark 10, 45. Karen, Revelation 5, 9 through 10. Lisa, Matthew 1, 21. Marta, Luke 1, 68. And Fran, if you can do Galatians 4, 4 through 7. And hopefully that's all of them. <laughs> so, just when we thought we could make it through in-person Bible study, <laughs> we couldn't meet in person. We've made alternative plans, and I am going to apologize in advance. Thankfully, I only have two of my three kids at home. Yesterday, it would have been all three. Um, one is quarantined, and one, her building is closed uh, for a couple more days. So, uh, thankfully, Abby got to go back today. She was, somebody in her class was positive, but she was not considered a close contact so um but thankfully virtual school is better than it was <laughs> in the spring and so we are making it through um but but let's pray and then we will jump right into wrapping up ruth father i just thank you that we have the um the means and the technology to be able to come together, to be able to, um, to finish up this, the story of, of Ruth and that we can, we can see what it is that you have for us from the book as a whole and that we will be able to, um, to, to finish strong what, what we started. And even though it, looks different and it feels different i just thank you that we are able to be here together god just be with us this week keep us all uh, healthy help us to remember to be flexible um, as as life is is happening around us and and just that that you would be uh, an encouragement and a peace to all of us uh, in jesus name amen So when I was growing up, and, and even to this day, whenever we went to the, the movies as a family, we would sit in the theater and we would stay all the way through the closing credits. It was not because we were waiting for some secret scene at the end or anything like that, but it was in large part because my mom believed that all those names worked hard to be seen and, and they deserved to be seen. And so we would stay and it, it, but it became a game for my sisters and I, um, sometimes when people would look at us funny for still being sitting there as they were all leaving the theater, 
we would just sort of point at the screen and say, I think that's it. I think that's it. And then we would cheer and get excited for whatever name was on the screen at the time to make them think we were actually waiting for some particular person. Um, sometimes we would look for our own first name or last name and cheer every time that that came on the screen. Um, but, but always without fail, when the credits ended, my mom would start clapping and we would have to, to join in. It was a, a great memory for us. It was a lot of fun to do. And now when I take my kids to a movie, we do the same thing. Um, we stay and read the, the names, we, we play the games, and we clap because those names are there to be remembered. So as we look at the last few verses of Ruth, we see it's almost like the closing credits. Uh, it's, it's just a list of names about, about why it is that we even have the book of Ruth in the Bible. Um, and, and as we read the names, and as, as they were read, even in the past, um, the, it finishes with the name David, who was their beloved king. And there would have been those same smiles and cheers that, that my family claps for at the end of a movie. And so um, I'm just going to read the passage. It's Ruth 4, uh, 18 through 22. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron. Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Abinadab. Abinadab fathered Nashon. Nashon fathered Salmon, Salmon fathered Boaz, Boaz fathered Obed, Obed fathered Jesse, and Jesse fathered David. And so this, this is really the moment in the Old Testament where we go from being focused on the promised land to being focused on the coming king. And it starts out being focused on on King Saul and King David and, and the kings of Israel, but, but it really does start the pointing toward the coming Messiah, towards Jesus. The author of Ruth was very intentional about what names were listed here and, and, was, and that, that he was showing God's power to restore his people. And so when when we look at this list of names we see that he didn't start with judah he started with perez and so if you remember a few weeks ago um we talked about perez perez was the son of judah through tamar who was born after tamar had to to basically trick judah into sleeping with her because his first two two sons died and he wasn't willing to give the third son or give to to be married to to Tamar um and so so there's that aspect but then I want us to I want us to look at something else some other aspect of it and and that's that's looking at the numbers numbers are very important in the Jewish culture uh they they are very symbolic and so I want you to take just a second and count how many names are listed in this genealogy. 
Yeah. Some of you are finished and are showing me 10 fingers. There, there are 10 names in this list. Um, 10 is an important number in Jewish culture. It's a number of power. Uh, and that's part of why there are 10 names listed here. Um, but when we think about the, the Jewish, um, Jewish history, Old Testament history, we think about how many, how many commandments were given to Moses. There were 10, right? And, and how many plagues were there in Egypt? Again, there were 10. If you look back to, to Ruth chapter 3, how many elders were seated with Boaz at the gate as witnesses? It took 10 men to be, to be witnesses for that. And so, so 10, um, 10 represents power, represents uh, an, an authority almost. And so the fact that there are 10 names listed is important. But then if you look back at your list of names, what number in the list, where does Boaz fall in terms of the number in the list? Yeah, he's the seventh one. So seven was another, another num number that's significant. It's a, a number of divine completion for, for the Jewish culture. Um, and when you think back, there were seven days of creation when, when you include the Sabbath, which it should be included, but, but seven days of creation. Um, when you think about the patriarchs and matriarchs, there were seven of them. When, when you think about Joshua and Jericho, they walked around the city walls seven times before they fell on that last day. Um, the, the seventh spot in a genealogy would have been reserved for someone who was special. Someone, the, the, it was kind of a prominent, um, a prominent place. And so, so Boaz is in that prominent place, which makes very good sense based on the story we've just read, the book of Ruth that we've just read. Um, but then we look at the list and we see that some names are missing. And so what names are missing from that list? What was the goal of the kinsman redeemer? It was to carry on both the inheritance and the name of who? Yeah, of Elimelech. So Elimelech and Malon's names are missing from this genealogy. Um, and, and so legally, Obed had, had received the inheritance. He, the, the land was his, the family line was his. But in terms of spiritually, that's what's being represented more here. Spiritually, he belonged to, and biologically, but, but the important part is spiritually he belonged to Boaz and he was, he was following in, in Boaz's line based on, based on the spiritual, um, spiritual heritage from that. And, and 
So it's, it's the, that bloodline, that, that spiritual heritage is far more important than the legal one. And as we, um, so it, as we look at, at the, the passage, you know, it's just, it's just a list of names. It's hard to really, um, it's hard to really look at. It's, it's like those, those lists of, of just numbers of groups in, in numbers, the book of numbers. It's hard to really think about, well, what, what does this mean to me? Um, but, but I want, I, I want us to, I'm going to read you a quote from uh, Warren Wearsby and then and then we're going to talk about that for just for just a minute. Um, He says the greatest thing God did for David was not to give him victory over his enemies or wealth for building the temple. The greatest privilege God gave him was that of being ancestor of the Messiah. And so when you think about that, we think about. David's greatest, the greatest thing that God did for David was being an ancestor to Jesus. Um, what, what does that mean for to you? What, how, do, how would you react to that? It's just a great reminder that the, the, our greatest accomplishment isn't what we do, but perhaps what we raise. Yeah. Yeah, the, the this this is really the whole goal of the book of Ruth. The goal of the book of Ruth isn't as much a um a a story about Ruth. It's a story about the coming king. It's it's about that greatest that greatest gift of God not being not being the the land being taken care of not being uh, Naomi and Ruth having food provided for them it's not any of those things it's about the coming of the Messiah and so as as we finish up the actual text of Ruth chapter 4 um, I had asked you on your homework for ideas about the theme of the chapter. And so what were some of the things you thought of maybe for the theme of Ruth chapter four? Think of love's redeeming path to hope. Love's redeeming path to hope. That's good. Elizabeth, were you going to say something? My, it's just redemption. I mean, it's just, it's just redemption. One word. Redemption. Yeah. We, we saw in, in the passage that, um, that Sandy shared last week with us that, that it was, that was Naomi being refilled. Um, I, I know 
in chapter one, we talk, talked about Naomi being emptied, and now chapter four, we see her being refilled. Um, some might, might say that it's just the happily ever after. When you think about a, a great love story, you know, that's one of the things people look for um, is the happily ever after. That's the, the hallmark ending to the, to the, the whole book. Um, so, so pick one of those things, fill it in there on your sheet that I can't show you because it's attached in the back of my book. There we go. Fill it in on your sheet back there and, um, but as you're thinking about Ruth, if yours wasn't one of those that we shared, that's okay. Remember, theme can be different. Theme is really just the, that idea that's being conveyed, and there are several ideas that are being conveyed. Um, but then as we finish the whole book, because it's four chapters, we've, we've just done the fourth chapter and, and sort of evaluated the text there for the end of the fourth chapter. What about a theme for the whole book? Redemption is a beautiful act. Redemption is a beautiful act. That's good. Yeah. I had said a season of suffering turned to joyful hope. A season of suffering turned to joyful hope. Good. You know, one of the concepts we talked about throughout the um, throughout the study was that hesed, that that um, loving kindness that that went beyond beyond the normal, um, and that would have been a, a very good uh, option for your theme. God's sovereign sovereignty, uh, just throughout you. My my favorite line in the whole thing, by chance's chance, she was at Boaz's field. You know, that that's that's God's sovereignty at work. That's God opening up her womb to give her this child. When when that was not possible before, um, the so there's that that picture of God's sovereignty as well. Um, the, the one that I, that really stuck out for me was, was redemption and God providing for those who trust him through the hard times. And even more important than the bloodlines that this gene genealogy, that these verses represent, it's, it's the story of redemption that's, that's evident here. And so I want to remind us when we started our semester of Bible study, um, we had our theme verse, which was John 15, 16. And I think that's Elizabeth that had that one. 
it is and how ironic that I have this verse. <laughs> so, um, John 15, 16, this, I'm reading from the NIV. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This was what we started our Bible study with. This was the the theme for our whole year. But but on your little on your little card thing, it says you are chosen. You know, Ruth is a story of being chosen by God and being redeemed for his glory. We saw throughout the book of Ruth um, that that her identity went from Ruth the Moabitess, from being um, a childless widow, but st- staying as daughter-in-law, and then became ended up as great-grandmother to King David and an ancestor of Jesus. God chose her, and God appointed her, and God gave her redemption. But Ruth is also... Uh, almost prophetic in a way there is um it, it's not it's not prophecy like the prophets don't get me wrong but there is a, a foreshadowing to the ultimate kinsman redeemer who was also born in bethlehem um and so so as we've talked about before to be redeemed that's to be set free by paying a price. So physically, for Ruth and Naomi, this involved that land. That, that land that Elimelech owned that he likely mortgaged so that they had enough money to flee to Moab where the famine wasn't as bad. But there's a, physic, there's a spiritual aspect as well. That's the, the physical is... is uh, what what Naomi was really focused on, but there's a spiritual aspect for all of us. And so um, John 8, 33 and 34, I think that was Sandy based on my screen still sitting here. <laughs> they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. I'm sorry, I read 35. Nope, that's fine. And then I had Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. Can you unmute, Sarah? (laughs) okay and you have been quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spilled the spirit that the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. 
so so what this is reminding us of is that we we may not think we need redemption but we are all slaves to sin all of our sin looks different uh although there is overlap but but it our slavery looks looks different from everybody else that's on this screen but but the thing that ties it together is that none of us can free ourselves we desperately need a redeemer not for our food not for our shelter not for our land like Naomi and Ruth needed but we need a redeemer for our souls and so mark 10:45 For even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then uh, Revelation 5:9 through 10 And they sang a new song you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth so so Jesus Christ gave his life as a ransom for us and faith in him is what sets us free that is what redeems us Jesus is our ultimate redeemer the the ultimate kinsman redeemer coming to uh, to set us free from the slave as the sin that we are enslaved to and now we look in the background in Marta's in Marta's house she already has Christmas decorations up We're we're all approaching the Christmas season and that tends to have us focus on a baby in a manger. But God had big plans for that small child. And so Matthew one twenty one. I lost track of where I was on my screen. That's me. Lisa. <laughs> and, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then in, in Luke one sixty eight, this is Zechariah prophesying about the coming Christ. So that means it's Marta. <laughs> Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. So God sent that baby Jesus that we're going to be spending the next month focusing on to be our kinsman redeemer. Just like Boaz was the kinsman redeemer for Ruth and for Naomi. Um, and then uh, Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons, because you are sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. So that's the, the ultimate question is, what does it mean to you that God has redeemed you? 
and then the that's the thing for you to think about but then what I want us to talk about is how does the story of Ruth help you to understand the redemption of Christ you had said earlier um, uh, that redemption is to set us free by paying a price. I think it's just that reminder that we cannot do it ourselves, that none of us, you had said none of us can free ourselves. We desperately need a redeemer. And that pretty much, you know, had summed it up for me once again, just reiterating, you know, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I think Can you ask the question again, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. It's, ponder it again. It's just how does how does the story of Ruth help you to understand the redemption that God gave us through Christ? Well, I think I think one of the things that it shows us is that um, we can't always see that He's working to. You know, he's working all things for our good. We can't see that. Um, you know, Ruth and Naomi were looking clearly at their physical needs to be met. Mm -hmm. um, and God was working on their physical needs. But we also know that he was ultimately working on their spiritual needs. And so, you know, that this story that has been written for us, for our benefit, I mean, it shows me anyway that um, even when I can't see it, he is working and his plans, his plans are ultimately for my eternal benefit. Um, and, um, you know, we just have to trust, we just have to trust that. Yeah. I see this as, uh... Boaz willingly took Ruth. Christ willingly did not have to. He willingly went to the cross for us and yeah. died and shed his blood. And that's what I see. Uh, that's some of what I see through this. One of the things that that I noticed about Ruth is, or that has made, gotten me thinking in studying Ruth, thinking about the Redeemer, thinking about my need for a Redeemer, was just how desperate Ruth was. And I don't always, I don't always recognize how desperate I should be for a Redeemer. I think I forget that sometimes. Um, but having that picture of the physical redeemer to remind me 
of my need for that spiritual redeemer is it is a helpful thing for me i'm a, i'm a very visual person so so seeing it helps me think about it well as we as we wrap up i i, I know that um <laughs> i know this seems silly because you're all here in a Bible study, uh, but I, I do feel like it's important to say if there is anyone here who is, is questioning that redemption, is um, questioning the fact that you are chosen by God, that you don't feel like you have that redemption yet through Christ that, that we've, we've talked about today, talk to us, um, talk to me, talk to Elizabeth, talk to Sandy, talk to your small group leader. We want you to experience the redemption that, that Christ brings in the same way that Ruth and Naomi experienced the, the redemption that Boaz brought. Um, and so I just, I just want you to I want you to feel it. I want you to experience it. I want you to know how desperate you are for it. And so I, I, um, I want you to, to, to just reach out if you have questions. We're, we're happy to answer them. Um, but I know that um, this is our last session in Ruth. And I know you're officially finished with Bible study until January, but I'm, I'm going to give you a homework assignment that's a bonus assignment anyway. As we look to the Christmas season coming, I want you to take some time and just look at the words redeem and redemption in your Bible. And I want you to just consider how that redemption should impact your daily life. For Ruth and Naomi, their redemption was, was very physical and also spiritual. And they recognized that in, the, in, in chapter four. You know, Naomi recognized that, that he, or, or the, the people who were with her said he shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age you know they they knew that she was going to be blessed through this redemption and it wasn't just you're going to have food and and a roof over your head you know so i i just want you to i, I would challenge you to really just think about redemption and and think about how that should impact your life daily. And then before we meet again in January, I would love for you to just spend a little time um, reading through the book of Daniel. We're going to start Daniel in January. Um, just to sort of give you a preview of what's to come. But um, I have I have moved from the fear and trepidation of teaching Daniel to the starting to get a little excited about what Daniel has to teach us. 
and and I want you guys to have that same uh, that same excitement about about what we can uh, what we can learn from Daniel and you know Daniel being being an exile in a in in a society that was very anti-Jewish and how we are we are entering into and have been uh, in a a society that is post-Christian and and so I just want us to want you to take a little time read that and get get excited about what God's going to teach us through uh, through the book of Daniel so I have another discussion question if we want to but we can go on to just um, prayer requests if we need to as well I would say ask a Let's, let's discuss. Okay. So, so, um, one of the things that, that, that I said was that we cannot redeem ourselves. Sometimes we try to redeem ourselves. Um, and, and I said we, right? <laughs> um, so, so think about a way that you may have tried to redeem yourself in your life and what are the results of those attempts to, to, to do it yourself, to try to be, be good enough or strong enough 